This is Podcast Quincy. I'm Mark Carey, the Mayor's Media Director. Uh, this is City View with Mayor Tom Koch. And you're listening to It's Christmas Time Is Here by Vince Guaraldi. We all remember that, Mayor, from uh, from the Charlie Brown Christmas. I was reading something recently, Mark, about the kind of revenue the Peanuts theme continues to, to, to drive. It's incredible. Oh, it's it's one of the tops in the market, yeah. Christmas Time. Charles Schultz. This is one of my favorites right here. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's Vince not Gr- in my top ten. <laughs> I guess we'll have to go out with a bang on this show. But welcome, everybody, to the, I guess we'd call this the end of the season, our season finale for 2019. Uh, And uh, we've got a bunch of episodes up there. You can check out Podcast Quincy at any of your podcast um, platforms. Uh, Spread the word. Let people know about it. You're always going to find out a good, this is what's been reflecting on this podcast over the past, I don't know how many, nine months we've been doing this, is it's a great opportunity for people to hear it straight from you, from the mayor of the city, on at least three or four issues. Yeah, I think it's helpful. I really do. I, I Obviously, the people that listen to podcasts are tuned in, they're paying attention, they're more engaged. So you don't have to worry about little sound bites. You, you have a discussion about issues, and it's a great opportunity for us to share what's going on in our city, and uh, grateful for those folks that uh, tune in. And I know we talked about maybe this coming year we do some kind of a... Uh, if people want to send us some questions, we can address those issues as part of one of the episodes. So we should talk about that going forward. And we'll pick that up in 2020 for sure. So we'll we'll take emailed questions. We'll also uh, take uh, questions via the telephone. So if you want to give us a call at 617-376-1990 is the mayor's office number. Leave your question for the podcast and say you want this question answered on Podcast Quincy. And if it's a real question, we'll take care of it. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> I say that being funny, but we don't want to. We want to be kind of positive on this on this uh, last episode today, and we want. Yeah, to we, talk... we're not looking for editorials. We're looking for legitimate questions on issues that we're dealing with every day, and I think that's fair. Well, I'm sitting in your office right now. We had a wonderful office party that we opened up to the public yesterday. It was really nice. A lot of people came through, and it was few... nice. And and the uh, the kids from my high school, the culinary kids, uh, did all the the cooking. They did a remarkable job. Really good. Great experience for them, and uh, they do good work. It's it's pretty amazing that program at the high school. It really yeah, is. It was a great day. Good to see a lot of people. I know the weather was a little bit lousy. Um, sometimes those storms are worse than plowable snow because, it, you know, the thawing and the freezing, and things freeze again overnight, get slippery out there. But um, school today, poor kids. Yeah, school <laughs> today. Wasn't that bad. A couple hundred people came through, and, and again, looking out over the, over the Hancock Adams Common, and what a great... Uh, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas weekend we had. Just want to reflect on that just for a minute. I don't know where the time went uh, since we started. Because Thanksgiving was late this year, so that the, the calendar was a little tighter between Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, we had, uh, oh, God, two or 3,000 at the tree lighting, tens of thousands at the parade. Unfortunately, Santa couldn't jump, but we had Fair Saturday, which was, um, you know, hundreds in, into the thousands on that. You know, I ran, I ran into more people and families who are just thrilled with that weekend, but even since then, the lighting out here at the Hancock Adams Common, it's really unmatched anywhere locally. I know um, Paul Hines, our Commissioner of Public Buildings, was recently in New York, and he said, you know, Rockefeller Center is cool, but it's one tree. And, you know, one tree, our tree is bigger than that one tree. I just Uh, heard from the Greater Boston Convention and Business Bureau they were in today, by the way. They gave us some numbers on some of the social media of what happens around here. We've become almost like Christmastown USA, but they said our... Our organic numbers in Quincy were really, really impressive. I mean, the people that responded around the world that come to visit Boston and Massachusetts that wanted to come and see what, what's going on here in Quincy. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. is awesome. I mean, it's a, as we know, we, it's been a best-kept secret uh, Quincy for a long time. But, you know, I think we've really matured as a community, and, and uh, the word's out. 
But, you know, the, the Christmas thing, I, I know when we were kids, we, you know, we had great memories of, of the Christmas stuff that was decorated. And, the, and then there was like a lag period of time. I don't know if it happened after Prop 2 and a half when budgets were cut. I remember going in uh, as a kid, you know, we'd all jump in the old uh, uh, station wagon and you take a ride around Boston, look at the lights in the common, you go to the Enchanted Village at Jordan Marsh, check that out. So, you know, stuff that was free for big families, yeah. you know. But I tell you, the Boston Common is not what it used to be. I mean, it's like... Uh, it's not really thought out and well done anymore. It's kind of like thrown together. Um, in fact, I gave the governor a hot time about the tree lighting at the state house. I saw talk about Charlie <laughs> Brown at the start of this thing. It was like a Charlie Brown tree. It was, wasn't very big at all. I I'm told him sure that's that. a Republican tree. He didn't spend much money on that one. We did have a great a great season uh, so far. It's still, we're in the midst of it, and we're really looking forward as we come to the end of the year. Yeah, and if people, by the way, if people haven't uh, come down, it's worth the sight to come down and see Hancock Adams Common Lit. I'm telling you, you won't, it's, it's nothing you've seen before. And while you're here, you can come in and spend a few bucks at one of the restaurants around. Yeah, it's absolutely. Great spots. I'm still all about getting a gelato, a nice ice cream at the uh, Cafe Gelato on a, on a nice cold night. It's, that's New England. We're, that's New England. A, we're per capita, I think we eat more ice cream than any, anyone else in the world. That's right. That's yeah. right. So uh, it's been an, it's been a great year. It's been a very uh, uh, interesting year. A lot's been done. I mean, you want to talk and reflect a little bit about on 2019 at all? Well, it's it. I think it has been a productive year, um, and a lot of things that come to mind. But let me say this: that we're getting a lot of things done in Quincy because I think we're working well together. You know, the, our colleagues on the city council, our colleagues on the school committee, our state delegation. You know, everyone's rowing in the same direction. It doesn't mean we. We don't, uh, you know, we don't have to agree all the time with there aren't things that are questions or we have disagreements on policy. But, you know, people put us in office, in my view, to get things done and we're getting things done. And um, it's been a, a great year, another good year, productive year, I think. I mean, there's always more to do. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm never satisfied. And I know there's a lot of roads to be done. There's a lot of other infrastructure to deal with. And uh, we're making progress. Um, you know, two things that come to mind educationally this year was really the uh, opening of the Southwest Middle School, which is a great addition Huge. to the school system. Beautiful school. And the start of the discussion about, uh, and of course the vote was approved to purchase the site in Old Colony Ave for the new learning center we've talked about. Right. Now, those are huge, huge signs of what this community thinks about its schools and its kids. You know, it, it's a priority. Uh, we have a quality school system. We care about every kid in the family. And, uh, you know, teachers do an incredible job. No, just, I'm so proud of the schools. And, and I could say that about just about every department, Mark. You know, uh, we're a safe city. Police and fire do incredible work. We have a new tiller truck. That's First right. time we've had a tiller That's truck right. in 15 years. For really? those folks that are out there, tiller truck is the old hook and ladder style, the guy that's in the back that steers from the back, which makes the truck that much more easy to maneuver at the different neighborhoods. Around these sometimes old cow paths turned into roads. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So a lot of the old cities have gone back to these uh, tiller trucks. Uh, they're only a million three, so, you know, we... We the dollar doesn't go <laughs> oh, is that very all? far, <laughs> but that's going to be assigned. They're going through training now. That's going to be up at um, uh, the Wallison Station, where Engine Four is located, and um, that's going to be a great addition. So, you know, I, as I said, police and fire are incredible in this community. They really care. They they serve the community. The response time is tremendous. You know, I, I get people that come up to me brag about how the parks are looking, brag about they love the libraries. I mean, it could go on and on. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I know we talked about it. We had that event for World War II veterans in Quincy. Wow. Uh, it was just a phenomenal wow. event. The, the yeah. emotion that was in that auditorium with families, uh, seeing their loved ones up on the screen, the video you did put together. And, of course, we had almost 30 people on the stage, mostly men, one woman, Millie Cox, who was, a, who was a Marine. Heroes. Incredible, incredible guys mm. uh, and, and women. Very uh, moving. It really was. It really was. And, and we're losing them every day. You know, we're losing that generation. Um, mm. You know, you, and 
the ages on that stage was 90 to 99. Wow. Uh, which was pretty amazing. And there was that many that all came out, and it was a very moving uh, when they're calling each name and what their rank was and what they did. Oh, these, absolutely. And one of the, I think, to believe the major, had mentioned, you know, these, these men and women quite literally saved the world. Yeah, that was a time when the, the world was in, in deep trouble. I mean, you get the horror of what Hitler was doing and advancing, and, and, and Europe was on their knees. Then, of course, Japan got involved, and you know, so it was a, truly a world war that was, it was very clear, good versus evil, no question. Yeah. Everyone knew what they were fighting for, everyone who they were fighting against, and uh, it was that clear. You know? Well, we couldn't in this one single podcast talk about all the issues that uh, have we, we've been talking about over the last nine months. But you can go on and find every episode. They're all labeled, by the way. They're relabeled now okay. to give a sentence on each one of them. Uh, you can find out about every issue that we've been talking about here on the podcast. So you can find out more about what's happened in 2019. Um, but even recently, as, as, as early as... What Monday? Monday night we we had a, the beginning process of the new um, of the new building. Actually, yeah, we actually was step two in the process. The first step was um, a half a million dollars to um, do a study, do some conceptual drawings, you know, get a taste of what was going on down there, what we need to do. Emergency so, services building. That's what yeah, it was. public yeah. safety, um, police, uh, pots of fire, and and uh, in emergency management as well. So. The police station was built in the 20s. Uh, it was an addition put on in the 80s, which wasn't a quality addition. The building has never functioned very well at all for the public or for the staff there. Department has grown over the years. Just like in a school, you know, some of those folks that we used to listen to that walked to school uphill both ways, uh, the old day of the red schoolhouse. I, yeah. I mean, the educational space needed today for a student is much greater than it was way back then. In those days, it was a classroom, a library, and a calf, you know. But the same goes with the public safety. There's so much more training needed today. There's ongoing training all the time. So you need a training center, classroom space, firing range for the, to keep the certifications, sure. um, and unfortunately. So the required space is a, is a lot more today than what would have been way back when. The world's more complicated. Going through the process and, and, and the council, um, I thought, you know, did a great job vetting a number of questions and issues. And this is a big decision. These decisions we make are... 50 to 100-year decisions, and that was, I think, the mistake of the 80s reno. It really wasn't a long-term good fix, mm. and it was another temporary fix. This is a permanent solution to an ongoing issue that we have that, that's going to be good for 50 to 100 years. We're talking about a quality building here, and so it'll be the police headquarters. It'll be the fire department administration headquarters, so the chief, the deputy chief, the fire prevention and, and fire alarm, those divisions will all be part of it. And then, of course, emergency management, which is now at the Coke Complex, the park department, named for my dad, um, belongs together with both of those departments. So we're, we're really going to be a state-of-the-art, beautiful center with all kinds of resources so that our men and women in uniform have what they need to serve the public each and every day. And the building itself will be far more welcoming to the public <laughs> as it is now. It's feels like you're in a prison cell when you go in the front door. It's, it's, and it's, it's falling apart. If you walk in, it's, it's literally, literally a falling mess. apart. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really a mess. So yeah. I appreciate the vote on that by the council. This is phase two, so we're talking about acquiring some land around it. eight to one? So I believe it was eight to one. I can only guess who the one was. Um, we won't mention any names, but um, I don't think she's voted for anything. It's always against something. But anyway, that's her right. She's elected, duly elected like I am, so uh, that's the way it goes. But I'll take eight to one any day. You yeah, know? sure. It's a, it's, it's a super majority. A lot to be grateful for. Uh, so it, we're doing land acquisition. We've got to move the animal shelter, which is going to Quarry Street. We've got to move the Father Bill's building, which is a city building. Bought some land across the street. We're going to create a park space on the corner. 
it's going to be an absolute beautiful, beautiful um, grounds to this thing. It'll be more like a municipal campus that uh, we're putting together here. And across from Mount Wallace Cemetery, it's just it's gorgeous across the street. And right now, when you at Mount Wallaston, you look across. This is a, a, a disgrace. I mean, really, when you look at it, you know mm-hmm. the roof. You see the roof of the Bryan Post. The police station is nothing to look at. The Bryan Post. Know, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is a this is a great program. Uh, long time coming. And what will happen now, Mark, is we will march ahead with the acquisitions. The architect will now bring the all the designs and drawings to a head to constructual uh, drawings, so we can put a bid package together get the bid out, and then that will be the last phase. We'll be going back to the council for the money necessary to build, actually build the building. That's fantastic. So great news at the end of the year. It's been a great year. You were elected in again. We talked about this Those last who are time. listening who voted for me, thank you. <laughs> and those that didn't vote for me, sorry, you stuck with me for four years. <laughs> <laughs> and he means that in the nicest way, folks. Of course. But uh, January is, uh, we have our, you know, with an election becomes an inauguration. Inauguration is... That's right. Uh, in our charter, um, you know, the first Monday of Jan- uh, January, so January 6th, Monday at 10 o'clock, I'll be sworn in. Members of the city council will take the oath of office. And that's the time when, you know, I give a little bit of a, a talk, a little vision about what's going to happen in the next few years. That evening, we'll be at the, uh, the Quincy Marriott, which is open to the residents of Quincy. The 14-piece band, um, as I understand it, Mark. Yes, uh, that's some right. Great entertainment and be a nice refreshments and food up there as well. It's a great time just to, no matter where you are politically, it's a great time to come to celebrate Quincy, who we are, kind of the transition, starting up again. And, of course, the members of the school committee will take their oath of office on Wednesday night, January 8th, at the organizational meeting. So there's that split, as, as you know. We have three that uh, are on the ballot, and then two years out, three on the ballot again. So Paul Brigoli is reelected, as was Kathy Hubley, and Frank Santor was elected for the slot that uh, uh, James Demetrius did not uh, run again. So... So they'll get sworn in January 8th over at the Coddington Building in the school headquarters. and uh, But they'll all be part of the event on the Monday night, January 6th as well. So it's open to the public. We invite people to join us. And i got to get working on my speech, Mark. <laughs> it always comes together, though. It always comes together. Well, I remember in high school, uh, Mr. Fallen. No, do you remember Arthur Fallen? He taught yeah. uh, social studies and history. And Fallen? No, I don't. I, yeah. was, I was there. He said, Coke, you would have had an A-plus if you had it in on time, but you were last minute. <laughs> I always better under stress. I was always last minute. Hey, we, under we're, pressure. St- we're still running your, this, this is a, a how important the inaugural speech works. We're still running the plan and platform for the Quincy 400 off of your 2016 uh, inaugural speech. Well, so, that's, that's, I guess that's that worked out thing. nice. Yeah, it worked out oh, well. Yeah. All right. And of course, we have some new counselor. We have a new counselor coming in, Chuck Phelan. Is new a old, counselor, but a new old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chuck, Chuck served for a number of years before as a what five counselor and as council president. He's been in government for a long time. He gets it. He understands yeah. what government's all about. His he came from a great family. His father's a patrolman and a carpenter. Yeah. Uh, he Charlie, his father was also Charlie. Just a tremendous guy. Uh, great family. So I look forward to working with Chuck and. And uh, and I know that we're going to have a new council president, so we appreciate working with Brad the last two years. Uh, sure. He's done two years, and the tradition, they do two years and turn it over to a new one. And uh, it's, I guess it's not for me to announce who the new one is. I right. don't know that's out there yet. So I look forward to working with uh, the new president uh, going forward with the agenda of the council and just continue to move things forward for the great city of presidents. And Councilor Hughes is on her way out. And She's on her way, way out. She was sworn in as uh, yeah, clerk out of the Stoughton Court. For those of you that didn't know, Kirsten is a lawyer. She's a very qualified and uh, talented person in many ways, but uh, certainly a great lawyer and 
We wish her and her family well. I know it's going to be an adjustment for her. It's a whole different type of profession, if you will. She's yeah. got to get out of the limelight a little bit, which I know she enjoys. So <laughs> I don't know if she'd be singing any tunes out at the Stoughton Court, but uh, we wish it well. It's just a class class gal and very helpful to a lot of the things we've been doing all of the last few years to advance the city forward. So thank you, Kirsten, and best of luck. So as we look to 2020, what are your thoughts when you think about we're we're hitting 2020 it's for remarkable. the city of Quincy? What do you, yeah. where do you see things going? We're in, in any we all weeds thought on all these growing years. up, we all thought watching the Jetsons would all be uh, riding <laughs> around on one of those uh, whatever they call those That's scooters right. in the sky. I think um, it was too, I think Back to the Future was was so, ahead in 2005 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I you, we just said it. Time goes by so quickly. Um, somebody asked me, you know, you you got a lot done now. You you're gonna ease up and. Um, and no, I mean, uh, people elected me to get a job done, and we're going to get the job done. This is an old city with a lot of challenges and old infrastructure we got to deal with, and we're going to continue to do that. So what we'll do on the 6th is I'll lay out um, uh, a vision, and I'll lay out some priorities I see going forward. We'll talk about and some of these things I know, but uh, we'll be addressing some of the issues that I think are on people's minds, continue to move the city forward, and, and hopefully... Uh, will convince the city council and school committee that, um, you know, this makes sense for the city going forward. Uh, I'm never afraid of taking questions. I'm never afraid of criticism and uh, making things better. So the, you know, that the, the inauguration speech is usually the start of a discussion going forward about the, the next few years for the city. Uh, you know, and, and quite frankly, it's, it's, it is the role of the mayor, who's the CEO of the city, to kind of lay that agenda out. That's the expectation. I've never been shy about it, uh, <laughs> but but that is the expectation. It's part of the role. And then, of course, the city council is a little bit of a check on that, uh, certainly on the financial side. Uh, and then, of course, the school committee, it's a whole different animal in a sense. Um, it's more policy-related. They certainly work on the school budget, but the mayor gets to set the bottom-line budget for that. We've had good success working with one another, uh, and I, I've already mentioned the state delegation. You know, you think about uh, the last several years, um, and I, you know, we could talk an awful lot about all the different things that we've done in the city. And I say we, this isn't about me. But then you think about some of the state projects that have happened due to our state delegation, the governor. I mean, we sure. just got another MassWorks grant. We've had a number of those. They're spending a billion on the MBTA. The four of a bridge is all brand new, replaced, $250 million project. Uh, they fixed a number of the other pieces of infrastructure. The bridge is over the tracks throughout the city. I mean, they've been just terrific uh, working with us. So we're... You know, we're grateful to the governor and lieutenant governor for all their good work. We're grateful to Lita Mariano and, you know, Representative Chan and Ayers and, and Hunt that work with him. And, of course, on the Senate side, John Keenan, a senator here. Uh, they've just been all terrific to work with. There's no there's no bickering. There's no hidden agendas. It's, mm. you know, we put it on the table and let's figure this thing out. Getting the work done. Yeah. yeah, what's best for the city. So they've been great. And i got to say, Congressman Lynch, I mean, he's... He's always here. He he checks yeah. in regularly. We've had great success with him on on reimbursements and you know projects. Uh, Five million from FEMA for a, a pump station, for example, and some of the flooding issues we've had. But he's he's tuned in. He's he's been very helpful in so many ways. And uh, again, I you know the the people elect us to get things done. I think that what's going on in D.C. I know that's for another show, but I I think people expect more out of out of D.C. than what's going on today. On all sides. And I know that you've said that to politicians running for the higher office. Don't forget about what you're supposed to do for us. And that's the kind of thing. They get logged down on all these different uh, whatever issues are going on. Yeah, well, you know what? They they talk about the bubble. They talk about, you know, uh, being in that D.C. bubble and the bunker mentality, whatever you want to call it. But that's why I like Steve Lynch. He's never lost touch with the constituents. He's in his district on a regular basis. He has district hours. 
He's in the nitty gritty. He's in the weeds on all these issues. And then in D.C., he's part of a, obviously a bigger discussion on some of those national issues. But I think sometimes uh, U.S. representatives in Congress and state and U.S. senators uh, lose touch with the common folk and what's what's really happening on the ground. Um, so, you know, we're grateful um, for all of the work of my colleagues. We look forward to that continue to happen, and I'm hopeful that at the national level there'll be some sort of an infrastructure bill that will help us move forward uh, with our you know big plans for all our infrastructure citywide. I didn't mention, um, you know, I mentioned the MassWorks grant from the state. We're also got $3 million towards our seawalls that we're, we're rebuilding. So, And we're, we're hoping and expect some money out of FEMA for that as well. So we're going to continue to work it and shaking the tree. So because, you know, for every dollar we spend locally, we, we find matches for it, whether it's state yeah. level, federal level, or private investment, big time. So, I, you know, I, I did, as I said before, I didn't take this job to sit on my my fanny and, and uh, just be a custodial <laughs> of things. Yeah. I think there's a greater expectation of the role of this position. And I hope, I certainly hope that, uh, that I'm succeeding in that regard and, and pleasing. Well, you don't please everybody, but at least pleasing folks enough that they see the progress in the city and the action in the city. I know that some other communities are a little envious of all we got going on here. And I know that cuts both ways too. And, and not to speak um, ill will of other people that have taken the job that you have, you have sat in this position, really, because not everybody has had the not. same sort of, of skill sets not. that you've had in, in industry. Well, but all different times. But other communities even as well, that's the philosophy difference, being a, a custodian of the community, and, which is important, right. but there's also some real leadership that comes out of that, too. And, that, and uh, we're not campaigning here. I'm just saying that this is, it no, takes you, decisions to be made. Somebody's got to set some goals and set some vision. That doesn't mean that other people don't have a voice. That's not true. Right. I mean, everyone has a voice. But somebody's got to step out, you know, have the courage to, to put it out there and, and see what the reaction is and then and then begin moving it. And we've done that in a lot of cases. I mean, we're, you know, we just uh, we're on a, you know, potentially fourth new school with Squanum. We're still working that. With Squanum Elementary, uh, if, we're not gonna, if we're not successful in this round, hopefully the next round with the school building authority. So, you know, in every aspect, um, as, as you know, my team is always like two steps ahead. We're always ahead of the curve. And I'm going to say that in a bragging way. I'm saying that in a way that we're producing, just like when that infrastructure money perhaps becomes available from the federal government, we're going to be ready. Oh, yeah. We get plenty of plans on the shelves. We get plenty of ideas and a lot of engineering work done already to improve, whether it's, you know, a low-lying flooding area that needs help or whatever other infrastructure piece. We, we have a great team that works on this stuff on a regular basis. That's pretty important. As we end our last uh, podcast, as we get close to it, we do want to remember... Uh, the last one for 19. Last one for 19, yes, the last one for 19. The new season, season two is what we're going to call this on uh, on our podcast. Uh, it's, it'll it'll be labeled as season two. That's why I name okay. That's why I say that. Uh, podcast Quincy is what you want to look for. Again, on your podcast platforms or on social media, we, you can find us anywhere. To the end of the year, we did uh, recent, most recently lose uh, a couple of people here. And as, as you mentioned, Shazi Dualabi, who was... Uh, who ran the Patriot Ledger for a while? Longtime editor at the Patriot Ledger. Yeah. yeah, she lost her battle with cancer. Interesting woman. Um, she wasn't she wasn't a native of this area at all. She actually had worked for Joe Biden at one point yeah. when he was running for Senate. Um, interesting woman, and uh, I think we uh, we grew to respect each other as time went on. You did. I, I probably wasn't her choice to be the mayor initially, but I think we we kind of earned her respect and uh, I admire Chazzy. It was she was in a very difficult time in the newspaper business. Yeah. That world has changed dramatically. She worked it very hard to to get through that transition. So, you know, uh, she certainly made a contribution. She cared about Quincy. She bought a home and lived here and uh, she you could see that in in the paper. So we're uh, sorry for her loss and certainly extend to her family members uh, 
a deeper sympathy. Um, but she did make a great contribution in, in the positive side, I do think, uh, on things in Quincy. So we're certainly uh, sad about that. And, of course, um, Leo Kelly, you know, Leo Kelly this week. Kelly, yeah. Yeah. Leo Kelly, who's synonymous with what one. I mean, he yeah. is from uh, from the neck, and uh, he served the neck. He served the Marymount and Germantown areas with equal fervor. But um, I, I know his heart was the neck. But he loved to serve people. He just loved to help people. That was, it was as simple as that with Leo. Um, served as council president a number of years back when he was a Wed One counselor. He served in the housing authority as a project manager. And then he served as a commissioner. I appointed him at one point. And then he had some health issues and had to get off. Uh, but uh, Leo was an institution uh, for sure in Wed One. We're grateful for his service, grateful for his friendship and all his contributions. I wish, uh, obviously, extend to his, his wife Margaret our deepest sympathy his brother Jack a great guy also a uh, sympathy and all the other family members and friends of, of Leo he made a difference because he cared it was mm. simple as that great guy um, so mayor uh, we're at the end of the year uh, we're just about to wrap up this episode today you want to mention anything about uh, sort of happy new year Merry Christmas oh, sure, happy Hanukkah sure. I mean, starts on absolutely. Monday Hanukkah starts uh, the 23rd right Monday yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So we certainly wish our Jewish brothers and sisters a happy Hanukkah season uh, to my Christian brothers and sisters, a uh, very Merry Christmas. I know that um, my family, we're going to have a great Christmas because my, my son, who serves in the Marine Corps, is coming home, and uh, we're just thrilled about that and delighted that we'll all be together. I know that at this time of year, people think also about uh, years past. I know some, for some people it's a hard time of year because you've lost a loved one and, uh, and all. But it, you know, for those people out there who are enjoying it and are happy, you know, be cognizant of the people around you. There's some people that maybe need a lift and maybe need a word of encouragement. It's a good time of year to do that. But in, in recollecting this past year, I'm truly grateful. Grateful to God, grateful to the people of Quincy giving this opportunity to serve, grateful for my wife who's so supportive and my my children, my staff who work just so hard, the department has the employees. So I'm grateful for that. But I look forward to a, a 2020 with... Uh, as much excitement and enthusiasm as as we had in 2019, a lot a lot ahead of us. So, certainly want to wish everybody a healthy, a happy, and prosperous New Year in 2020. God bless everybody. Enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Podcast Quincy. We'll see you next year. <laughs>